Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We are talking every single episode of every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Here's Nikki. Yeah, here I am. Noah, thank you so much. Besties, thank you so much for listening. If this is your first show to listen to, welcome to it. Um, it's the Nikki Glaser Podcast. You're now a bestie. Um, I'm in a pretty damn good mood. I missed you all this weekend. Noah, I missed you as well. Thank you. Um, I missed you. I want to do this every day. Glad we don't. We all need a break, but I do miss doing it. It's good to be back this week. It's like, uh, listen, I'm a little bit... My The show that I'm working on here on location in the Cayman Islands is coming to an end this week. I believe Thursday is our last day of uh, shooting. And um, and I'm deciding to stay a couple extra days after that just to enjoy the Caymans without, you know, having to get hair and makeup. And even though I like working more than not working, the show has been a complete blast. I love being on set. I love every pretty much every scene I shoot. 
I've never been this happy in a job in my life and it's coming to an end and I'm very, very sad. I'm not good with endings. I'm not get good with goodbyes. Um, I used to have a therapist who told me that uh, in order for me to stop seeing her, I would have to have three sessions in which we said goodbye because I wasn't good at goodbyes. But turns out she's not wrong, but she also just wanted three sessions to talk me into staying with her. Um, but I really just shut down before goodbyes. I tend to start either, you know, causing, I, I don't do this. I, I think maybe I have in my past, but like finding, f detaching from it and being not as sentimental and not leaning into like, I'm going to miss everyone. I'm like not feeling it. Just being like, yeah, it just has to end. Like, it's fine. Just cold kind of cold you know because if I let the feeling in of how sad I am that this thing that you know I'll see the people again in different situations I'll have other jobs that are just as fulfilling and fun and tropical locations I hope this experience will never happen again the other shows that I've been on in the past that I've had all ended pretty abruptly like they were just canceled and it felt like you know a magician pulling a tablecloth out from under me. And I was like a little vase of flowers and I tumbled a little bit, but I was still standing up at the end of it. And it was just like, Oh, no more tablecloth. And it was like, okay, well that's over. It's like a death almost like a, uh, it, and for me, that's almost better than a long, like farewell. You have this many, you have four days to live type of thing that I feel like on this show. But what I'm trying to do is just, be um, present, but at the same time, being present is not like being in denial that it's ending. Like I keep saying to people like, we only have this much left. And they're like, let's just enjoy the moment instead of thinking about how much we're going to be sad. And it's like, well, that for me is the moment. Like I'm feeling sad right now. And so I want to talk about that um, and process it. But it's just goodbyes are hard and I don't and I I was talking to my friend last night who's on the show and he's like I don't like I like to like get out without I like to kind of Irish exit like these these shows because he tends to work on these shows a lot and he was saying I tend to he was like I, I like might cry if I like hug people goodbye and I'm like I know but like that's nice and I I get it like sometimes you cry and you're like oh I'm I like it's embarrassing when tears come out. I cried the other day and I didn't know it was going to happen. And it was, it felt, it felt great because usually I feel like tears I've used to as like a means to get people to give me comfort when I need it, like to signal to my parents, like I need you to feel sorry for me. I need pity. I need sympathy. I need like gentleness. And I, it didn't work. A lot of times it was just like, what are you now this is ridiculous you're throwing yourself on the floor screaming crying or when I start crying I just feel like it's just to get attention because maybe I used it in the past like that so now when I cry I like I feel like I'm trying to get attention even if it doesn't happen I cried the other day someone said something to me that I just took the wrong way and it like instantly caused tears and the person was joking but it just like hit this like nerve and, and I couldn't help it. Like it was like involuntary and I have not cried involuntarily. I can't even remember the last time. Like it's always a thing where I'm like, 
let yourself feel this. Let's go there. It's okay to cry. I give myself permission. And then I squeeze out a tear. Like I literally like squeeze a tear out of my cold, dry eye. But this was like, and like hiding my face. Cause I was like, I'm fine. And like trying to like change the subject. And something about that felt good. Cause it felt like, okay, good. It's not my fault that I'm crying. Whereas I always feel like things are my fault or that I'm like conjuring them even though there's no free will and you don't have any power over anything and you're not choosing anything. There's something about when you cry. I just always feel guilty if I'm doing something to get something else, even if it is just love or sympathy. I don't, I just, I'd rather just be like, Hey, well, can you hug me right now? Or can I cry right now? than to cry and have, and make someone t- I don't know. Does this make any sense to you, Noah? Would you ask for that, though, of someone? Or is it something that you kind of don't ask for? Well, I think it's like when I need to cry and there's something that's really upsetting me, I will say like, I will just go, and I think I'm going to cry and I think I just need to. And then like I start talking and then I can really get it out. But like, for instance, the other day when I started crying, I didn't want to. And then the person said, it's okay. Like you were hurt by what I said accidentally. Like I didn't mean to hurt you, but that's okay that you're feeling that way. And then like, I just kept all these things kept coming into my brain that made me want to cry more. Cause I was like, the thing that was said was so it was an ingest. It was like a guy teasing me, but it was like the, my biggest fear ever was what he said to me. Like, the thing he said was like my truly deepest, darkest fear. And he like confirmed it, but he was being very sarcastic and very, and I was just like, and then I just let in all the things that in my past that have kind of made me believe that about myself. And I just didn't stop them. And then I just got to like sob and Hmm. it was fine. And he like, let me sob in, in front of him. And, and I felt, it felt good, but I just, it felt good because, I don't know. I just, I really struggle with it. It just feels masturbatory crying. It just feels like, oh, does someone feel bad for themselves? Your life is so hard. You little, you know, privileged, oh, semi-celebrity who, you know, someone the other day was like, you're going to head back to life and life is going to be so different for you when you go back to St. Louis. You're here on the show. Everyone's taking care of your every need. Everyone is like, is Nikki happy? They're waiting on you hand and foot. And you're going to go back to, and I was like, I don't feel like, uh, uh, that makes me sad that people think that that's how I view this experience. Yeah. And because this was someone who doesn't, I don't think, think of me that way. I I really struggle with whether I think I'm better than I am and I and I I'm like this person that needs to be taken down a couple notches because God, you think you're so cool, you're always name dropping, you're always talking about all your accomplishments, you're such a bragger. Or and then I, I have on the other side people always telling me, You have such low self-esteem, you don't know how great you are. And like so the second I feel good about myself and I feel I have the self-esteem that I'm constantly being told I don't have, then I have people being like, oh, we get it. You're such a star. Everyone dotes on you. Ever, you don't get have to lift a finger. Nikki needs this. Everyone quick run and get it. So it's like, which one do I do? You know, like should, and then when I shit on myself and self-deprecate so that people don't think that I think I'm better than anyone because I truly don't think I am, 
I'm told you have such bad self-esteem. That's a bad example for women. You need to feel better about yourself. You know, you deserve so much better. You need to surround yourself with better people. You deserve like, which is it? And I think this, this isn't just me. I think this is every woman is told you can't think you're too pretty. If you have too much self-esteem, you're a fucking bitch who thinks she's pretty mean girls style. Oh, so you think you're pretty because you said thank you to when I said you're really pretty. You know that like line and you're really pretty. And she's like, thank you. And she goes, so you agree. You think you're really pretty. And it's like, where, where do we just get to like ourselves and it's not too much and it's not, not enough. And guess what? There's no, someone will always give you shit for either of them. And it's not fair. So I've just started calling that out. You know, when people say, you have low self-esteem, you don't, you deserve better. You don't know what kind of, uh, you know, in terms of like men or something like you deserve, you could get anyone you want. I go, no, I couldn't. I'm not being delusional and thinking I can't get anyone I want. And by the way, the people I go for are not me lowering myself. I want those people. I'm not like, well, I can't have that person. I'm going to go for this person. I think some of my friends think like, I just take whatever I can get. Are you kidding me? I'm picky as fuck. And it just so happens that sometimes those people aren't perfect. But guess what? Neither is your husband. Like, do you, is anyone have a perfect partner? So shut the fuck up. I, I mean, that's me too. I, I, I tell my friends all the time their partners aren't good enough for them. And then I'm like, actually, yeah, it's just, there's just no, I'm, I'm just trying to like myself, but not have an inflated sense of self and that's a hard thing to, to, to manage. And guess what? I'd rather have an inflated sense of self than to feel the way I used to feel about myself, which is hate my body, hate my face, hate the fact that I'm aging, hate my little crooked tooth in the front, hate my skin texture, hate my, uh, boobs, like, you know, 80% of the month, except that 20% when they're really popping off, you know, cause I'm ovulating hate. Like it's so boring to hate yourself. And I'm, I'm, my body is in good shape right now. So I don't mean to say that like, it's so easy to love your body. Cause it ain't, it ain't, but I do feel like I'm in a place of acceptance over my body. I can say today that if I gained some weight, I, th- I really think that I could be like, that's the way I'm supposed to be right now. And that's okay. It might change because it will, I'm not going to stay this way, but for today I can accept it. And it could change tomorrow. So whatever you're feeling about your body today, girls, I know you hate that one thing about yourself. Oh, I can't get into swimsuit. Swimsuit season's coming up. What am I going to do? What What I said again on the podcast last week, someone quoted it on Twitter. It made, it made me feel so good. You are not to blame for your body. You did not choose. If you could snap your finger, you would make that cellulite on your thigh go away. So it's not like you're choosing to have the cellulite there. Well, you shouldn't have eaten that bag of Smart Pop last night. You ate the whole damn thing and then you opened another thing of cookies. Do you think you chose to do that? Do you think you wanted that Smart Pop to make your love handle stick out so you feel bad in a swimsuit? No, you didn't. You want what's best for yourself. So you had some fucking Smart Pop. Forgive yourself. Everyone forgive themselves today for however you look or feel. I don't know how I came around to this and I don't know why this is turning into a self-help podcast, but honestly, it's just because I need it today. (laughs) Just give yourself what you need. Yeah, just, just let's all just be nice to ourselves. I know it's easier said than done, but um, I'm going to try to be nice to myself and a thing that's harder for me than anything, be nice to Andrew Collin. 
because I can be mean to him sometime. I've heard the feedback on the podcast. Let's see how I do today. Let's get him in here. Andrew! Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh my God, you guys, I'm so excited that Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast because they have like all of my favorite clips on Instagram Reels. I'm constantly discovering new comedians from these clips. And I always like, how do you even go to these shows? Where are they happening? Well, now I know because I have the information right here. You can go to one of these shows. Don't Tell Comedy are putting on the coolest comedy shows in the country. This isn't like a comedy club. This isn't a theater. These are small, unique venues like on rooftops, backyards, art galleries. If you're looking for a fun night out in your town, which it's probably in your town because these shows used to just be in LA and now they're all over the country, 150 cities in Canada, the US and the UK. Don't Tell Comedy is the best thing for you to go out and explore and do. You're going to see amazing new comedians. You're going to see pop-ins from famous comedians. You've seen the clips online. Be a part of the experience live in person and do it on me, guys. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com and then use the code Nikki for 20% off your first show. 20% off. That's freaking good. Well, the weather is getting a lot warmer. And so your wardrobe probably needs an update. I know mine does. And it's so hard when you want to buy new stuff because you want it to last a long time. You want it to look really good. And you want it to like stand the test of time in terms of like fashion. At least that's what I want. And so that's why I love Quince because Quince is all about effortless fashion that looks chic and timeless year round. I'm talking premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. Washable silk top. They have so many chic jewelry pieces like these globe boho hoops. I love those. You could just blindly click and end up with such wardrobe essentials. They're not wasting your time at Quince. I love the Quince um, dress I got. I'm trying to find it because I want to say the exact name of it, but it's like this long sleeve dress, but it's like a midi skirt. It's so cute. It's like silky feeling. It's just, I've told you about it before. Okay, there's so much cute stuff on here. I got to go and get back to the podcast, but you know what to do. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash Nikki for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E Quince.com slash Nikki to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash Nikki. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett-Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. 
he says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. All righty, Andrew. Um, (laughs) I just got done talking about being nicer to myself. And also that extends to being nicer to you. So I'm going to be really nice to you today. But like also find a balance. I've been nice to you recently. I mean, I think you just answered that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> do I have a say in this? I mean, I, no, no, I, no, I, I do. was asking it no, as a question. I, I, I do feel like you've been very kind to me and I think I've been heard. My only concern sometimes is when I tell you things, you think like I'm like, you said the other day, like, oh, you're building up these, like a case for me, like over the week. Like, yeah. uh, but I'm not. I'm really not like I'm not trying to No, I don't think you're building a case. No. And I just don't want you to res- like sometimes I'm worried that I'll I'll voice something and then I'll be like uh it'll be taken in and but then you'll resent the fact like later on that I brought that could it happen. up. That could happen, but <laughs> you know, I I'm not perfect and neither are you. No, I'm far from it. Um, I'm far from it. I messed up a lot. Night? Uh I slept good. Um, what did I do? What? Did I, no, actually, I didn't. I didn't go to bed till about two thirty last oh. night. Yeah, I mean, last night I left you here. Yesterday was yesterday a day off? No, we we worked all day yesterday. I, I can't even keep track. Yesterday was such a fun day of work. Jesus Christ, for me at least. Um, no, it was fun for me too. I thought so. I thought we had a lot of good laughs. I feel like you, Judd Apatow a little bit sometimes. That's what it felt like yesterday. It was like, well, we watched Trainwreck the other day, which I learned how Judd Apatow worked when I was on that movie. And it's like he he had a little speaker. So in Trainwreck, I'm in the scene where we're at Amy's sister's uh, baby shower. And we're in this like living room and a group of people talking about how much like Amy needs to get married and have babies. And we're like these, these women just being like, Oh my God, children changed my life. And Judd Apatow, we, we had the script that we did, but then he had a little speaker and usually I think he's in the room, but in that case he was like out in like a different section. Cause the house was so small for all the equipment. And he had a little speaker where he could t- give us line reads and like pitch us lines to say. And that's kind of like the way it is on set is, I like go off of a loose script and then Andrew and a couple other guys are off camera just shouting fun lines for me to say. And it's kind of open to everyone. I try to open it up to everyone to like contribute jokes, but it was just so fun yesterday. I was playing like a drill sergeant. You'll see it during the show, but I was getting to do a character of like a drill sergeant and just screaming at I love seeing that side of you because you tend to like stick to like, like you don't get too silly and you really leaned into the well, silliness. Well, I got to be a character because yeah, I was awesome. dressed as a character. If I'm, you know, I, another scene I did like a therapist and I got to, I wore some glasses and if I just put on a costume, <laughs> yeah. I can get into character so much better. Yesterday was the first day that I was like, I would kill it on SNL. Like straight up, I would fucking oh, yeah. kill it. I You're just know insanely it. I, I talented. I always wanted to do SNL, but I was like, oh, God, I'd be kind of embarrassed doing characters. And it just felt so natural yesterday. It was so fun and something I've never done before. But I would really have a blast doing it because when you dress the role, you really can act a totally different way. Like, I, it does speak to the fact that when women put on makeup and, like, do their hair, it's not just so that they can, like, attract men or, like, get people to like them more. That's part of it. 
obviously some women will deny that, but it's definitely a part of it. Even if you claim it's for myself, well, the culture, it's for yourself because inherently you know that it attracts men and people like you more but you whatever yeah it's like when i put a tuxedo on i feel like i could have sex with the fourth hottest bridesmaid yes yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) i'm not gonna shoot for the the best woman or whatever you're going for the second hottest at least i don't you know it depends how nice the tux is this girl has a lot of friends i'm kind of four seems like a lot um but anyway just dressing you get turned on by a guy in a tux oh yeah it's such a good look It's such a good look. Why it's don't like, we wear them more often? It's like Thanksgiving dinner. You only do I it once it a be, year. Because you know? I think it would take away the specialness <laughs> of it. And it is such a pain in the ass to wear. And yeah, it's a good it's a good look. And I think the yeah, the rarity of it makes it. It is funny when hotter. you dress like a piece of shit all the time. And then the one time you put a tie on and people are like, whoa, like how shitty do I look in my normal life that yeah. when I get dressed up once people are like blown away yes but, I mean yeah, really it's... really shitty <laughs> uh, no I feel the same way when I put on like a dress sometimes yeah. people are like whoa <laughs> hey look at you and I go no this is literally all my clothes this is laundry day this is like bottom of the barrel for me I look like I'm this is a special occasion but the occasion is I don't have any more shorts yeah, yeah. to wear they're like wow my gym shorts with, are used up look at you with legs yeah. and it's like yeah I've had legs this whole time <laughs> yes yes I was telling someone the other day I was like you know we live together but we live usually like in New York or St. Louis I've seen you in more sundresses and I was telling um, Luna and I was like I see. I've never seen her with this much skin. Like I've seen so much of your skin. Yeah, I you're like, like you've seen me. I could be naked in front of you at this point. I think we reached that point the other day where I was like, I because Noah, I'm like changing in front of people all the time. I don't care about being naked. I really don't have a problem with like people seeing me topless on set. Like I'll change, and it's it's more like the people around me that are like, ah, oh, and I don't want to make anyone awkward, so I always do go in the other room, but. Because, you know, it's not just you your choice as the your naked tits. person. Yeah, I go in the other room to, like, <laughs> tweak my nipples, and then I come back in and take my shirt off. No, I'm not Andrew Collin before I get in the pool. Or mean? to shower by myself. Or in the shower by yourself or in bed by yourself. or just Nipples got to be hard. It makes the tits look so much better. If I had, I, I always said if I had tiny nipples, I would look so jacked. Ugh. Yeah, why don't just get nipple surgery? I might. Uh, wait, what? Wait, what? But I could oh, at this point. I feel like skin. I could get yeah. um, naked in front of you, and it's like the the way that I've grown with you in terms of like, because I I tried to have good boundaries about that stuff, like it throughout our friendship in terms of like, because I'm still like a hot chick, and men aren't like you can't turn off that part of your brain. I mean, I guess you can. Like, if you had a sis, you don't have a sister, but if you would like a, uh, she died in my mom's womb. Well. Not to bring it down, but she did. Okay. Well, if that sister would have survived your mom's... Um, she probably would have had good tits. Womb, yeah, yeah. And you like had a hot sister. Because some people have hot sisters. Is there a time... I used to have a joke of it where a, a guy told me... He's friend zoning me. And he's like, you just remind me of my sister. And I'm like, is it the time on spring break when your sister took off her shirt and she had like a swimsuit on? You didn't know it was her at first. And you were like, whoa, that girl's hot. Oh, shit. That's my sister. Was it like that t- two seconds? And he's like, no, like... It was but more like, when she was eating spaghetti with her hands. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> I'll use that. But that's like, do you know what I mean? Like, no, I exactly. never want to be that sister for you because I know we have like a sister brother vibe, and like I never want you like to ins- like make blood flow to your penis like accidentally because it's like a naked woman. You know, I'm like a gynecologist looking at someone like like a doctor looking at a body that could also be like, wow, that's a that's a 
that's a nice specimen, but yeah. I'm also looking at it scientifically. Like, I don't thank I, you. Yeah, like, I look at like, and but I mean, I also can tell. I mean, I, I don't want to like tell, but I, I let you know when I when like. I know you don't love this, but when you, when whatever, you're well put together, you look great. I want to let you know, just like I would let my sister know that she looks great. No, I, and I want to fuck her. Yeah. And then I close it out with a (laughs) fart. Yeah. Yeah. I know when you, I know when you're, when, whenever you uh, don't spread your cheeks, like that's a, there's two different Nikki farts. There's no, one where she I, grabs her cheek and doesn't let the sound no, out. I, I, I only grab in front of you. I only grab my, like make it silent. If you're like on Instagram live or right now when we were recording, but like now with you, I never would hold in a fart. It's like that. If anything, you put your cheeks tighter together. I, when we, when I didn't fart in front of you back in the day, I wasn't like doing like the side ones. I would just save it till I went to the bathroom or like went to my room. But now if they're coming out, they're coming out. The only reason i would make it silent around you now is if you were on instagram live or we were recording our podcast yeah i love that about you but let me just say before we get to the news that last night i will say i predicted you staying up all night because i was socializing in the building i went up two flights to go hang out in dan's room with a couple people and uh we it would have been such a fun hang but you stayed down here i came back in to go get like i made a snack last night i came back in to make a snack i walk in the TV is on. Andrew's on the couch in the dark. Soccer is on on mute. And <laughs> and Andrew is listening to John Mayer slow dancing in a burning room on his phone by himself in the dark at like, this was probably at 1130 at night. Yeah. What's going on with you? <laughs> not, not, honestly, I've had moments where I've been listening to music when I'm very sad and like introspective and whatever. Yeah. Last night, it just... John Mayer came up on TikTok. He's on TikTok now. Mm-hmm. And uh, that Burning Room song, he he duetted it. So I tried to duet it with it, like funny, but it doesn't come out. Whatever. I just stumbled into it and I was like, God, I really like this song. And then yeah. I put it on. I was like, wow, John Mayer is fucking great. And then I kind of went on a John Mayer little kick. Yeah. But I you have. You know that John Mayer. I, that's funny that you didn't know he was so great. And that song, Slow Dancing in a Burning Room. Mm. It's about, he wrote it, I think, when he, about Jennifer Aniston. That's why I like it even more. But you bring that up, and I had a moment when I got, and this is why we're friends. I got that AIDS test when I was still a virgin because, mm-hmm. you know, I fingered a girl and I bite my nails. Uh, and this was freshman year, and I took the test, and I didn't get the results, or I might have just got the results. And I went back to my dorm room, and I was listening to Cat Stevens, which is like... <laughs> I listen to the wind, to the wind of my soul. Ding, 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 Which, ding, ding, ding. So my roommate came in, my roommate Seth Glassman comes into my dorm. God really knows. <laughs> he comes into my dorm I and he thinks I have AIDS because I'm listening to such sad music. I'm never, never, never. Uh, you just listening to that song. It was more father and son, I think it's yeah, called. Yeah, I bet it was. Let's get to the news, Andrew. Hey, here it comes. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. Ah, yes. Oh, boy. Oh, man. First of all, you heard it here first. Thank you so much to one of our listeners who oh. sent in. Oh, my God. We love this so much. Someone sent a, a clip from Veep in which Mike McClintock, who I believe is more like Andrew than he probably would ever want to admit, but he definitely does admit that it's... Oh, I'd love to be Mike. He has yeah. a great job. Yes, that's He's true. an actor. He, they sent... 
Yeah, he's a great actor. Um, no, not the character. Oh, I'm talking uh, about the character. Uh, Mike McClintock no, in uh, Veep. He is uh, doing a blog. He does a blog called uh, Mike McClintock. It's after he's been fired from Selena's, uh, you know, <laughs> campaign. But Mike McClintock is literally like one of our favorite characters of all time. He is played by um, Matt Walsh. Matt Walsh. Thank you. He's played by Matt Walsh, the amazing comedic actor. But he's one of my favorite characters of all time. On, and let's on uh, take that delay out. Yes, for sure. <laughs> no, this is, so this is the clip from it. Okay. Someone sent it in. This is, this is a clip from V. Amanda sent it. Amanda. Thank you so much, Amanda. One of our besties sent in this clip from B- Veep where uh, it's a clip from Mike McClintock's show, Mike from McLean Talk with Mike McClintock, and this is. Well, you heard it here first. Stick <laughs> he's in his living room doing a vlog, a, a live like podcast, and he says, "You heard it here first and it's so <sighs> funny because that is who you are. I've always said it's who you are, and it actually is. Look, hey, look, brilliant minds. Think alike, you know, me and Mike McClay, Andrew Collin talk. Oh, okay. Well, let's get into it. Man, I fl- I flipped that one. Yeah. <laughs> McCollins. All right. This first story. First of all, I want everyone. Oh, to- I thought you were going to forget. I was nah, going to nail it. I would never I gonna forget. Get, I was going to get you so bad if I, you forgot it. Oh, uh, I hope everyone's having fun out there for sure. Even you guys out there and girls. Um, also, have all the swells today. Everyone. All of you there. Um, so here we go. That was that here, was a weird. That was a good one. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to switch it up a little. All the girls and guys out there, like you. Okay. Yeah, I'm trying to keep them on their toes and fingers. Well, you didn't include non-binary, but that's fine. Go on. They and them too. Um, okay, a baby in Iraq is the first ever. You ready for this, Nikki? To be born with three penises. Okay. All right. I mean, really take that in. I mean, I first am. of all, if a guy... It's like what, a Medusa's head of penises. Yeah, it's like a two-headed turtle. It, yes, but three. I mean, three. I mean, great things come in threes. Just not penises, apparently. <laughs> they come, all right. All right. He underwent surgery to remove two of the phalluses. Oh, he got surgery. Okay. Yeah, the three of them had a rectal tissue but did not have a urethra, so they had no hole. Okay. Um, extra or soup? Two didn't have the urethra. Yes, one right. did. Okay. One was one in the did. right spot. Okay. It'd be funny if the one with a urethra was like on his shoulder, but okay. Or the one with the urethra was the smallest one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, um, do we have to? The dad's like, do we have to lose the those other two that seem to be about, you know, an inch longer than that one? Well, sir, it's the only one with a hole for semen and pee to come out of. If you want your son to not you know, have sepsis within days of being born, but it's so small. Is there like a way to drill a hole in the others? Sir, that would be a very life-threatening surgery. Um, it'd be much easier to just cut off these two huge dicks and leave the small one with the hole that functions. I'd rather kill them. You know what? Honestly, let's just, let's risk it. Let's just murder the baby. I would take out the baby. That is- I mean, this one, this article is interesting to me because you are a man who is obsessed with I, I love how open you how you open you are about talking about penises and how you wish you had a different one. Oh yeah, and if how- I had three. I, first of all, I would take all three and put them together like a Megatron dick, <laughs> like Legos. Oh, uh, great, like a, like Tetris. Yes. Um, extra or supernumerary 
numerary penises are a rare congenital condition sure. occurring only once every five million to six million live births, which is wild because you would think like the more dicks, the better in a way. Like, I wonder if we ever had a ton of dicks, you know, ducks like have evolution a ton of dicks. Would, a ton? Ducks, I think, have like, like they have a, it's kind of fucked up. They have a dick for, uh, wait, what is it? They have, oh, they, I think they have multiple dicks because the, the female duck has multiple vaginas uh, and one vagina or a couple of them are for if they get raped. And then the other one is for if they really want to have a baby with the one duck. Wow. So the duck has a, uh, I'm surprised women haven't come up with rape vaginas <laughs> with all the raping we've had throughout the you would history think science, of our yeah. species. But then a guy like this guy in Iraq would have grown three dicks. Maybe he's onto something. Right. Okay. So, so a duck has a dick that will fake out, the other vagina, I could be completely wrong. I here. mean, I I am definitely <laughs> positive that ninety percent of this information is false, and Noah's scrambling well, really to read about duck for dicks. A while. Thank I you. I mean, I don't know why I trusted you. I almost wanted you to build your own, <laughs> dig your own, uh, you know, hole in fake my, hole your, that I was going to be tricked into going into, and uh like a duck i don't dick. think i'm completely wrong like a dumb I, swear. Old duck dick. I, swear. I fell into that hole no can you look this up and we can maybe at the end well, of the stories I just ask, all yeah, i sorry. all i'm finding is that uh ducks have corkscrew shaped penises okay that is not that's the anything factoid. many dicks andrew <laughs> what the fuck wait how many vaginas andrew, does a duck have here. here let me share okay let me share this we'll learn here that's a duck dick <laughs> ew Man, I'd rather. Oh, my God. That looks like a worm is wrapped around a dick, squeezing the life out of it. Like a, po- a boa instructor. <laughs> yeah, caught a, like a baby ca- Caught a calf. big duck penis yeah. and is squeezing it. Wait. Like wrapped around like a, a, a snake, an anaconda. Okay. Um, ooh, I really don't want to look at that anymore. I feel. Do, do ducks have more than one vagina, though? Sick. Do ducks have a secret vagina, like a, a rape vagina and a regular vagina? Oh, God. I mean, I think it's probably some animal, but duck was maybe not the right one. I, I don't put it past uh, science and biology to have some creature that has multiple vaginas. But there's a reason that why might it's be a stingray. corkscrew. Stingrays have two, I think. No, dude, stingrays have two vaginas. Right. I don't know. And they got a mouth, too. I know that. It bit me. Um, Andrew, but the thing, I want to ask you a question. Man, I was way Would off. Would you rather be... Two inches, three inches taller. Oh, shit. This or one? have a half an inch added to your penis. Three inches taller or half an inch? Half an inch It was different your, the other day. I know, but I've just made it a half an inch. No, I'd rather be three inches inch. taller. Okay, an inch added to your hard, erect penis. One penis. Single penis. <sighs> or three inches taller to your height. Is it doing anything to the girth, Every too? guy listening to the podcast, please tell us what you do. And, and this doesn't okay, count if fine. you're under. Three inches of height. You gotta be 5'9 or under to answer this question. No, I three think inches it- will really change a 5'9 guy's life. Or, or so they think. Okay, so three inches of height versus one inch of penis. I would yep. go with... <sighs> Fuck, it's so tough. Oh, what about this? You have a choice. You either lose uh, half an inch of dick or you get three inches shorter. Which one? Oh, oh. Uh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> the time is running out on this segment, Andrew. Make a okay, choice. Okay, first of all, I'd rather have an, an inch longer of penis because there's some moves that I really want to do, and I know just one more inch, I could fucking okay. do them. So if, and I'm okay. already I'm five nine, which is okay. Not you're too either bad. gonna be five six or have a an inch shorter penis. What's it gonna be? A an half inch an inch shor- shorter, half an inch shorter penis. Wow, suddenly I'd that happens. I'd rather have a half an inch shorter, pe- shorter penis. Then be 5'6". Because if you're 5'6", that eliminates so much pussy for you. Uh, you'd think. There's a g- guy on the show with, that's 5'3", who gets plenty of puss. He's, yeah, that's true, too. It's and true. his penis is probably pretty long. I don't know. All right, next story. <laughs> William, next story. William Shatner uh, says, Getting older is terrifying as the world celebrates his 90th birthday. Yeah, William Shatner's 90. I really liked some of these quotes about dying and getting older because you always think that when you get older, you just accept it and everything's fine. And But he had some really tragic quotes that I think are just like Well, this one, loneliness is endemic to human beings. We are essentially alone. As much as we are with other people, we are alone now. People who are religious say, well, there's God, and God is with you and is the father figure. And I don't happen to believe that. I envy those who do. I think we die and our bodies are consumed and we enter the universe. Damn. Spoken like a true man who's never seen one episode of Star Trek. Do you know that? It's wild. He's never watched a single episode of Star Trek. I mean, I think he is right. I um I like I liked reading this because he was just like I'm very lonely. What was the headline? You know what the best part of this? Uh-huh. He got divorced a year ago. Yeah, at the age so, of eighty nine. So he's talking about loneliness or whatever. But even as he's an eighty nine year old man, he's like, I can I can still do better. Or like I don't. Or need she her. divorced him. You don't know. Oh yeah, God. I mean, what an idiot. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. That was like you realizing like you go, oh, I definitely had a wait. I'd never wait. wait I don't want to be short. Definitely have five dicks. I mean, yeah, it's just like so. He got divorced last year, so he's dealing with loneliness. And I do think about that. Like, the longer you live, the more people in your life you lose. I was at a, a graveyard the other day, like trying to honor the people I've lost in my life that have meant the most to me. And I only had five names to write in the sand of like deaths to me that have like yeah. really made my life difficult at times. That's such a low number. And the names, none of them were like, if you died, if Noah died, if Anya died, if my parents died, if my sister, I have so many people to lose and to suffer through losing them that it seems almost worse to keep living because, and then by the end of it, you have no friends left at like, if you get to be 95, most of your friends, if you're cool and you're like a freshman who hung out with mostly seniors, they're fucking older than you and they're gone. I know, but by the time, if we're still friends at 95 and I die, you're going to, it's going to be the best two years of your life. You're going to be, you don't want to, you're, no, you're going to you be so happy. No, you want your friends around to the end. And that's why you have to keep making friends and make friends with younger people throughout your life to keep you young. And just, I mean, loneliness is my biggest fear. There was one more quote he had in this that I liked a lot. Did you get it? No, that was the only one written there, but. Uh, no, there wasn't. There was tons more, but that's fine. Here, here, I'll find it. Um. I, this, I try to focus on the beauty of life, which is eggs and the mountains, the horses, love, dogs, tea, and the taste of orange, which uh, the taste of an orange, which I just had the sensory and philosophical beauty of life. The connection that I know that all of life has is something so profoundly moving that I think of it a lot. I mean, the taste of an orange to be 90 and be like, wow, the taste of an orange and, and just the idea of like love. Like I, I think that just. I think 
I'm trying to think like I am in a dilemma right now where it's like I really want to just like feel like uh, I want to I want to live my life in a way that I know it can't last. And I'm like, I just want to like give into this feeling because even though it's short lived, I just want to like live it at its utmost. But I'm also scared because, oh, my God, if I really give into it when it goes away, I'm going to be that much sadder. But at the same time, I'm like, what is a life worth living if you always are just keeping everything muted because you're so scared of getting hurt? You're so scared of the pain on the other side. I feel like I want to just like I want to if I have those connections or those like moments to like, oh, my God, I uh, there's this dog. I don't want to get that dog. It only has three months to live. And and I'll just be sad when it's gone. Like, what? okay, so I'm just going to like not get that dog and not love something just because it's going to go away. We're all going to go away in the end. So I'm like, I want to kind of live my life not so scared of like the hurt that follows it because I can always go to therapy. I always, I have tools to process my emotions and my pains that um, it, it's, I don't want to try to mute uh, feelings and like the tastes of things. And like, I don't want to eat things that don't taste good. I want to taste an orange and like, taste it and be like you know what this tastes so fucking good instead of like keeping myself from things or binging on something that binging on a bunch of oranges is not and not really tasting them at all does that make sense yes i just i think like sometimes like you know if we think about stand-up for instance yeah you don't get too excited after shows because Mm -hmm. if you get so excited the come down of it it's gonna be even darker. Like it, it's like when you're when you when you love something too much, it's sadder no, when it's gone. I don't not get excited for stand up shows because no, I know I'm scared you, of that. Oh, you do? Oh, I don't know. I'm just thinking about like, but I'm saying that could transfer over to your life. Like you don't do that with stand up, so maybe you condition your brain after 20 years to not get excited about anything because if it goes away, you don't want to feel. I don't know. Yeah, I'm no, just that, saying, that like, makes sense. Like with Conan, I try to keep it tempered, but that's just more so that I can actually do a good job and not be like I'm about to be Conan instead of like I got to write a joke for Conan. But like when I'm in it, I'm trying to like. I should fucking celebrate this. This is a major and it won't be forever because someday I'll be old and not as funny and not as relevant and I won't get to go on Conan. Yeah. It's sad when like you, you decide I'm going to have like first girlfriend, whatever, or the first boyfriend. And you're like, you love them with everything in your heart. because yes. You've watched so many romantic comedies and you're like, this is it. I'm going to marry this person. And then they hurt you. And then you get so afraid of ever feeling that pain again that you don't ever go close to the sun. Yep. And I want to lay on the sun. I want to freaking yeah. hang out in the sun as well. I, I agree with that. I, I my think, friends last night were like, don't like the pain that follows this. If you do this thing it. and I go, I've been through it before. Yeah. I've survived it all. And it's led to amazing comedy specials. I'll take that pain and I'll write a fucking song with it. Like I will Taylor Swift that pain. I don't want to live a life where I never put myself in a position to get hurt because hurt makes you be able to love later. And it makes you be able be makes you able to create dope ass podcasts that everyone fucking resonates with. And you can no, always, wait, no, yeah, that's yeah, the wrong use to resonate. Ahead. That dope ass podcast Dope ass podcast, which people resonate with. I hate when people say I resonate with something. It's like, you're not resonating with it. It's resonating with you. Okay, next story. And you could always yell at me. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. 
assume I can. I mean, fuck yeah, I can. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> and I wouldn't even be upset. Okay. Oh, wait. I was going to try not to say the F word on this podcast anymore because I want people to be able to listen into the car with their kids and not be like, mommy, she said the F word. Don't worry about that. You, Howard Stern's your favorite person on earth and he his stuff can't be played in front of kids. He did terrestrial radio forever and was able to talk about, uh, you know, really edgy things without using foul language. I don't like he foul language. He said plenty language. of foul language words that Well, I'm just going to be more choosy with it. And more cognizant of the fact I was literally watching interviews of him last children. night, actually, and he was saying wrong words on, like, Letterman. Okay, a couple was wrong arrested words. after cops found their four-year-old son unsupervised in a car while they were shopping in a sex store. Hmm. Troopers went into the amazing intimate essentials adult store and found the mother of the unattended boy and her partner who were in the store for 15 minutes. It was two women. Right. Uh, 25, 28-year-old women were arrested. Bail mm. set at $5,7500. So they left him in the car for four minutes? What, 15 minutes. 15 minutes. And where, where was this? In a sex store. I know. Where, what country? State? Oh, New York. Okay. So it wasn't too it hot. It was in Connecticut. Oh, Connecticut. I apologize. It, was it wasn't too hot. The kid was alone for 15 minutes. My mom used to go into the store to get cigarettes and like maybe a scratcher ticket or, you know, in the grocery store and leave us in the car. That wouldn't take 15 minutes. She was though. getting cucumbers I, I, to... F- to fuck herself? Yeah, maybe. I mean, to, any, gro- uh, any store can be a sex store. You can put anything in yourself. Not fuck yourself, by the way. We don't say fuck here. We we want to. We don't. That's, we never will say fuck again, you guys. And it's it's just fucking ridiculous. Especially why we even in regards that, to your own mother fucking herself. Yeah, that would be disgusting. And we That'd don't want your kids sick. hearing us talking. I already feel bad about this. <laughs> that was fucking fun, though. Yeah. Okay, so this was a couple that, and they were arrested. Yeah, you should have been. That is neglect. You shouldn't be, by the way, because you know they're going to bring back in the toys and talk about it. That means that's that's a that's a group of uh, that's a couple who probably has sex uh, and, and talks about sex a little too openly around their kids. Here's the thing: your mom knew exactly what kind of cigarette she wanted to buy, so she was in and out in three minutes. Yeah. If you're going to go to a porn store, just know what dildo. Pick it out online before. Know exactly what shelf. Know it's that on. you want those Camel unfiltered. Vibrators. Uh, yeah. What's that, like a look I'm like Jay Z's penis? Because Jay Z yeah. looks like a camel. And get me the candy dildos so I can pretend like I'm like mom and and <laughs> and you know that so old chalk so, stuff comes out. A starter sex toy. Yeah. Like oh, candy cigarettes are so delicious. I love them so much. But they did definitely make me feel cool. Like I was smoking and probably led to me smoking later on. Well, it's all propaganda built by. Uh, well, we both have ADD. We started smoking the cigarette, and then you take one little bite, and then next thing you know, you eat the whole yeah, cigarette the whole before you even smoke yeah. it. Yeah. Oh my god. Fun dip. Don't even. The, the, the sugar never got eaten. It was. I the, can't the, imagine the stick was you the most, with the most one of those fun. big fucking go- like one of those big jawbreaker balls. Oh, you can't imagine. Your I tongue t- would be bleeding. It bled so much. Andrew, I literally, I, I had to have it oh almost removed. God. Okay, we have one minute to get to. Why what? do I care? Oh. Why do I care? Okay, Grimes, who is uh, dating Elon I don't Musk, care about anything Grimes does has but a what, full what do? back tattoo done with white ink that stuns fans. Let me see this. It's this. It's it's interesting. It's uh, it looks like. Um, oh no! This it, is crazy. it. Looks like you know when a girl. This looks like you, Mothman prophecies poster. <laughs> Does or, anyone know that? Or poster? when you bang like a girl and she scratches your back, you yeah, bang this her just really looks well. Like, That's what it, I mean. This looks like uh, someone who it looks like one of those spider webs where it's like this spider was on weed, this spider was on LSD, this spider was on coke. Have you ever seen that? Oh, it's like a Rorschach test. Or whatever. Yes, this Rorschach. looks like uh, a spider that was on um, uh, so I'm trying to think of like this looks like a this looks like a spider that was on heroin. 
like design. Like it's just completely, it looks like a, um, ew. Well, actually it's kind of a cool design. Yeah. You know what? The more I look at it, the more I could kind it of It looks like a ringworm it. gone awry in someone's skin because it's like a white tattoo, but it just looks like scratches. It's bad. As it's it's as bad as her baby's name, and that's uh, I think that's what we learned here is that th- these people are crazy, and and as someone who's crazy, Elon Musk and Grimes are both people that are crazy. Elon's obviously brilliant, but he's um he's got personality disorders and should not be um you know what's the word put on this pedestal of like. I want to be like him. I'd like to hear her and Ben Affleck talk about their deci- what they were going I through right before this. I would love to talk to Ben Affleck about that back tattoo. I mean, this is uh, the same kind of thing. Have we ever got the answers yeah. to that? That is what I learned from this is that someday my goal as a celebrity <laughs> entertainer is to interview Ben Affleck about his back tattoo and then maybe turn it into a little like, oh, let's talk about this more after the podcast and then I start dating him. Let's get to our segment, Finish My Sentence. This is where Andrew and I take a sentence constructed by Noah, and then we try to finish it for each other, and then we see who gets it right. And it's a fun game. You can play with your friends um, just to see how well you think you know each other. So it's like the newly co-host game. Um, Noah, what's the sentence that we're going to finish for each other today? All right. The last one was about... Deepest insecurities. Oh, the last one we did was deepest insecurities. That's why I get scared with this one. Oh my God, this segment is so scary. It led to our big fight last time. But let's see what (laughs) what it leads to today. Noah, I hope you picked a good one. Okay. The sentence is, I'm about to make out with my date on the couch, but their breath is kicking. I... (sighs) Okay. So Noah, can I just ask you a couple questions about this lead-in? Is this someone you okay. really like? Because for me, breath is like one of the first things I can smell on someone. And I would not even make it to the couch with someone whose breath, breath was bad. But let's just say like... You're really into this person. I'm really into this person. I just haven't had yes. a chance to smell their breath until right now. Yes. Okay. And we had a really fun date. And this is someone I could like potentially see myself like being with. And Andrew, this is for, for Andrew's case, this is someone he could he like wants to have sex with. Yeah, you're very much attracted to this person. Okay. And you're having a great time. Okay. Uh, can I go first? Yeah, go ahead. So. I'm about to make out with I'm my date. I'm about da- to make out with my date on the couch for but the first time. But their breath is kicking. But their breath is kicking. So I just don't say anything and just kiss their neck a lot and kind of try to not think about it and... Pretty soon, I will rely on the fact that I have such a hard on and want to f this girl so much that the breath thing won't bother me, and I'll go through with it and just try to avoid kissing this person from now on, and maybe bring up the breath thing like when it's time, but also never really broach that because it's so awkward. But um, it wouldn't ultimately it wouldn't affect whether or not I tried to bang that girl on the couch um, that night. The end. I mean, I think that exact thing has happened. Really? So she nailed. That was very good. I would definitely kiss on the neck. It's like morning sex when you don't get too close to the face. Yeah. Okay. And then for Nikki. Wait a second. Wait, you're not going to elaborate? This happened to you? Yeah. Well, anytime you have morning sex, I think it goes both ways. We both have an understanding. Morning sex is different. It's like. I find that morning sex is just everyone has it. Like Giselle has morning breath, but like morning breath in the morning for someone I already like, it doesn't smell bad. Whereas bad breath after like just bad breath naturally Mm. is like a, well, well now I'm like kind of 
I'm already giving you too many clues to finish my sentence. So I guess go into mine. I'm about to make out with my date on the couch, but their breath is kicking. I think, did we eat the same thing? Maybe my breath might smell too. And maybe I'll bring it up to the person in a very nice way where I'll say, hey, does my breath smell? Which will then be like, you know what? I think I should brush my teeth because we ate something bad. And then maybe I'll offer him a toothbrush too without exactly saying that his breath stinks so he doesn't feel bad. And then I'll slowly unbuckle his pants and start blowing him until um, he starts no, choking I'm me. I'm just going to get in here. And then and he's choking me so hard. Pass. And then... Uh, Andrew, what? what? What's that? Why can't I First finish? of all, I would never blow someone on a first date. This isn't a first date. Yes, it is. I'm about no, to make out with my date. date. It was a first date we established, right? No. You're making out with them for the first time. Okay. Okay. So I go down. I unbuckle his pants. I keep his boxers on and I start blowing him on top of his boxers. No, I Like do a corn on, on the cob cock. No, I do that on like a fifth date. Like I ease into the blowjob. Like you don't just get me to t- like you have to earn me putting your mouth on your penis and I have to like get there in a way that I'm like and I'm it's not for me to like tempt you. I just want to like see what I'm dealing with through the pants and then maybe eventually I'll put my mouth on it if I trust you or not. And then maybe I'll like do it to completion if I trust you or not from there. And then maybe it can go in other places. But like there's a process. But you do believe in the over the pants blowjob. Over the pants blowjob is something I came up with recently. It is a great way to not expose yourself to someone's skin or potential herpes, although that like or whatever they might have there on their penis. That's not even why I came up with it, but it is probably a safer way. Not not totally foolproof, but you get a sense of what they're. Are you just gnawing be. on the shaft? Or are you throwing the no, head? No, you kind of just like rub your face on it. You kind of joke about it too. Like, I'm not going to do this yet. I'm not ready to. And it's not to tease. It's not to be a cock tease and to make him like have blue balls. It's just to like feel it out for yourself and to like be kind of funny and be like, y- you get some stuff done and it excites them. It doesn't feel bad. You know, it's like. Do you ever give them a little bit of heat? Yes. Like you, you just, blow out? <sighs> Yeah, you breathe into it like you're cleaning your glasses. Not if your breath is kicking. You put your mouth around it like your glasses frames and you go. <laughs> <laughs> you blow you on it on like, your a, shirt. like you're getting a Nintendo game to work. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> Wait, are you putting the cotton? So the cotton's in your mouth. Like- yeah, but it's like, you know, you do it like a corn on the cob, like on the side, but you just like kind of just like rub your face on it and just be funny. Look, I ate out a girl in, in college with her jeans still on. I just yeah. ate the denim. So yeah. I get it. I'm not judging. It's the same thing. Yeah. But back to the breath thing. Can but I finish? I don't think I was way off on you being no. nice about it. I would, I'll tell you what I would really do if their breath was kicking and it was not like, and it was like deep within their soul, kind of like bad smell. And it was very repulsive to me. It would make me lose my boner for them a hundred percent. If I was even on the fence, if I'm kissing them on a first date, that means I'm probably not like fully into them yet. Um, And so it would be something that could like turn me off completely. But if it's like a bad taste from like dinner, I would go, you need to brush your teeth. And wow, you go straight oh, out 100%. with it. 100%. Yeah, because if I'm kissing someone, I'm already comfortable enough with them. Because I'm not someone who place. just kisses someone easily. It takes me several nights of being like, I want to kiss this person so bad, I can't help it. It's not like something I just do willy-nilly. So at that point, I'm comfortable enough with them to be like, dude, whatever you ate, it's like on you. And then they brush your teeth and then it's out of the way. And it's it's not their fault. It's something they ate. And as someone who can have bad breath from things I eat, I don't take offense to it when people are like, 
like my makeup artist Robin is always like oh my god you need a mint like it's the tofu or something and I'm not offended it's not like me inherently being like a stinky person it's just like but, I like stinky food sometimes but can I ask if it's a first date and they're at your place per se do you let them use your toothbrush on a first date yeah, I'd let the, I I I don't mind sharing toothbrushes. I know that's gross and people are going, "Oh, Nikki, what?" But I would just be like, "Yeah, you can." Or I'd be like, "Here's some mouthwash or something. Let's Use see if that finger. helps." And if it doesn't help, I'd be like, "I'm sorry." The I wouldn't go through it with anything. I just like I wouldn't I maybe wouldn't say like you have halitosis and like your smell is naturally repulsive to me and I don't think I could ever be with you again, but that would be the case and I would kind of like escort them out. It's tough. But not in a mean way. They wouldn't feel they wouldn't know or feel bad about it. I'd rather write a rap song about it later on. Just kidding. That's what my ex-boyfriend did to me. (laughs) Um, I do think like uh, you can kind of tell if someone has how what is it? Halitosis. Mm hmm. Uh, you can't because there have been several people in our social circle that I've like, have you ever smelled his breath? And you're like, no. And I'm like, dude, you can smell it from three feet away. It's like sometimes I just smell a thing like someone's smell could be terrible. Like there's certain people you smell their breath and you go, how did how was anyone ever going to love them? But I'm saying, though, there are people that like you can tell that they actually work on it and, and they're trying to take steps to correct it. And yes. then people that just lean into it and their, you know, their breath smells like the way their armpits look like just disgu- like everything's disgusting. Well, they I think that people truly don't know how bad they smell. Let's move into final thought for the show today. I think that um uh, the good news is people who have bad breath or halitosis, there are some people that just don't have a sense of smell due to COVID. So you're that's good news for you guys. That's lingered for some people. And that's a true thing. I, I dated a guy who didn't have a sense of smell and that wow. was interesting. How was that when he would go down on you? Would you be less con- self-conscious? Honestly, yes. But I I'm that was because I was... Uh, now I wouldn't care. I know that like if I smell bad down there, it's because he chose to go down on me knowing I wasn't ready for it. So it's not my fault. Like someone was talking about eating ass last night, eating a last night. And like, why isn't how- there a mint for your pussy? There should be like little Listerine strips. Yeah. That would be like the dissolvable strips. You could probably put one in if you're wet enough and it would dissolve, but it'd probably give you some kind of like that probably would. I think would that's burn. called a douche. Oh yeah. Mm. Yeah. Or soap, I guess, but. Yeah, but like maybe just a little Listerine pocket back that if you go to the bathroom before a hookup, you could just slip in a little strip though that would dissolve and it would just taste like nothing, you know, like unscented pussy. Yeah, because you don't want to brush your whole, you could throw a mint in your mouth without brushing your whole teeth. You don't want to have to douche your whole puss. You just throw a little mint in there. Right, right, right. Shark Tank. Nikki, have you ever washed with like Dr. Bronner's peppermint? Yes. Soap? I can't handle it's, it. Uh, it's like some it's intense. It burns. It's like, it's like someone's going down on you. It's like oh, there's it's like hot? a there's like it's like pop rocks in your puss. And he's a and doctor. Asshole. And there's a lot of writing on that bottle, and it's just intimidating. <laughs> yeah, there's so much writing. There's on so them. much. What the? What it a looks brilliant. like a Trader Joe's frequent flyer is on one of those things. No, it's um the eating ass <laughs> thing. Someone said last night, like. They don't like it because they're so nervous that there might be stuff down there. And the thing is, if someone decides to go and do that to you without warning, let's say in a consensual way, but like a kind of like just a a little bit and you're totally down for it. It is. Don't don't be nervous about that on yourself that if they encounter anything that is their fault. They know what they're going into, much like the joke I did about um, having anal sex. And I accidentally like 
there was a, a little bit of a mess. I felt so embarrassed when that happened to me the first time. And my ex-boyfriend handled it so beautifully by saying like, listen, don't be, don't be embarrassed. Like I knew the drill. You play with fire. Sometimes if you play with fire, eventually you're going to get, get burned. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, if you, when a guy does something like so many women are scared of shitting or like, Oh, I'm going to get poop on her, his finger or guys are scared of that. It's like, well, she went back there knowing that's where it comes from. She's not a fucking idiot. So if you get a little poop on her, that's her, that's on her. Maybe the guy might be into the poop. I, I just, I want people to feel less. I wanted myself to feel less insecure. Like when I'm doing sexual things that I'm like, Oh my God, I might fart or I might, um, he might see my asshole and I don't even know if I like, cleaned it well enough or got the hair it's like well he's putting me in a position that my i'm not being like look into my asshole and tell me all about it like it's not i'm not it's okay if i'm not like perfect in every little way and like i don't but he can tell how old you are by the rings on your asshole which not many women know which shit yeah so if you lie it's kind of it's like a tree Right, and you can see like when there's been a uh, lightning storm sometimes or when there was like a... 300 years ago. Yeah, Yeah. there was a massive Well, there is a TikTok that's going around like women just realizing that guys see their butthole from doggy style. What, really? Yeah. Yeah, guys see butthole all the time. Yeah, it's like, what? what, Yeah, we're looking at it. It's great. I mean, look, there's a... What do you think about, like, are some buttholes, like, I've never seen, like, I've seen only like a couple of my friends' buttholes Mm -hmm. um, just because I've like we've revealed them to each other just to be like, let's see what's going on. What have you seen buttholes that have made you go? Whoa, there was a butthole. I think 2007. I was, uh, during the day, it was like a 3 PM sex Mm -hmm. and we did doggy style. And she was just like, there was a lot of light in the room. So I saw hair. Yeah, there was a decent amount of hair. Yeah. And it was what it, it is what it is. Yeah. Nowadays, I, I wouldn't be as quite. But back then, it, I was a little bit more superficial. So, you know. I And if girls have a lot of a, a lot of ass, then it's harder to see your butthole because you got like a lot of crack and a lot to get through before your butthole is revealed. But someone with like a skinny butt like me, like a like no ass, like my butthole is like very much like accessible. Yeah, it's protruding, if anything. Yeah, it's like an Audi. Yeah. <laughs> great car noah do you shave your butthole i had it lasered yeah how long does that last forever uh a while i mean i've had to have a couple of treatments but yeah. it's it's pretty good and then i do have to i i mean for personal hygiene i just don't like to keep it is it's really easy it. to shave your asshole and as long as you're doing it and like you you use a razor it's just the it's the easiest one to do you kind of go but each it side is interesting and then you're done. that 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 you would think a butthole being covered by hair would actually be a good thing because you don't see the whole butthole. Yeah, but people just hair is like <laughs> so repulsive to Why? men. Why? It's so weird. First, because of cultural. Yeah. Uh, just but, like but men don't. Cultu- aren't I can't even that. think of another word. God yeah, but buttholes. Cultural. You know. you know, ducks have nineteen buttholes. What? Yeah, dude. And like, what are they shaped like? Oh uh, man, they're they're all little Corkscrew ducks. Pasta. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I feel really, I feel almost just as bad about that than when I messed up March Madness. So if all you duck heads out there that want to come at me, I apologize. I just want to, yeah. I just want to close. You mallard mavens out there who know all about how the, the duck's reproductive system. If you were listening to that and screaming at your radio or your iPod, <laughs> or your I'm really duck. thinking about old, your, your CD-ROM. Yeah. <laughs> 
cassette player and thinking like, what the fuck, Andrew, get it right. Um, we really apologize to you because I really let that go way longer than I should have. And in the future, I will like get on these kind of like misrepresentations of animal anatomy as quickly as I can. I do feel like though people will say the opposite and want you to let me go when I think when I'm no, very confident. No, I'm going to let you go because it's hilarious how wrong you were and you were so confident and I actually did trust you that time. I'm never going to trust you again, but I will not uh, stop you from, uh, you know, like a revealing yourself duck. as, yeah, you're a real uh, Steve Erlews. I corkscrewed you. But you know what? If anyone got my Steve Erlews joke, congratulations did because he- it was missed by both Noah and yeah, Andrew, and, and even me. I'm sorry. Well, it's it's Wait, er, what you mean, Steve Irwin? Yeah, but Steve Erlews. Erlews. <laughs> oh, because he died. No, oh. you oh. are Steve Erlews. Oh, not a win. You're a lose. The opposite. That was, I mean, that it's was, bad. <laughs> it was bad. But people who got it, I think the same four people who were like, ducks don't have six dicks, pretty much loved that Steve Erlews joke. Yeah, I mean, let's let's. I think Listen, we got I'm the name perfect. of our show. I'll tell you we that. We gotta go. We'll see you tomorrow and all this week on the pod. Make sure you keep sharing it with your friends. Tell people to get in on it. Become a bestie. Uh, write uh, a review for the podcast, which I did on my iTunes. Uh, give us five stars if you love the show. Don't give us four, like five or nothing. I don't want to hear from you if you don't give us five. Just that's just me. Like doing bad reviews. We don't. We're not gonna read the bad ones. We read the good ones though. We love your support. Um, and follow us on Nikki Glazer Pod. Follow Noah and Noah Injection on Instagram. Follow Andrew, blue check mark, Andrew T. Collin on Instagram. Follow me, Nikki Glazer. I'm going to announce a tour pretty soon uh, coming up this summer. I can't wait to share it with you guys. You can come. uh, I can see my besties in person. I love you so much, and we'll see you this week. Okay. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional-grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. From BBC Radio 4. Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. This is so cool. Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast. Don't Tell Comedy are comedy shows that happen in these really intimate, unique spaces like art galleries and backyards and rooftops. I did one of their first shows in 2017. It was in a random clothing store in LA. Now they're in 150 cities worldwide. You got to check them out. They are such a perfect night out. Don't Tell Comedy is the spot to go. Date night, alone night, friend night, whatever you want it to be. It's so fun. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com. Use the code Nikki for 20% off your first show. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. 
That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.